On this episode, we're diving back into the world of Farah and the Bat Boys as we tackle the thick book that is A Court of Mist and Fury. There will be spoilers and spicy language, so if this book and series is still on your to-be-read list, we'd hop on your closest Illyrian warrior and fly off to another episode. Welcome back to Page Rage. Welcome back, y'all. We have some really awesome guests this episode. Uh, Morgan and Ash from Novel Society. Welcome, y'all. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having, you for having us. We are so excited. Yeah. We're so excited. So are we. <laughs> so are we. If you guys don't follow them, seriously, please do. Because as I was telling them, their weekly little videos and snippets they put up in their recordings just bring me so much actual joy in my life. Honestly, just chatting with them has like killed me. It's some of the best laughs I've had. <laughs> you guys, stop it. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> for anybody who hasn't been lucky enough to come across them, the Novel Society, formerly known as YA at Heart, is a group of women who dish about their favorite and least favorite book talk trash about characters and gush over fictional men which i mean same guys yeah same and heavy on the talk shit yes Yes. we will drag we will will drag drag your face (laughs) right I love right. it. Anybody out there? Addie LaRue. Girl, don't, oh. don't, get, don't get started. Don't get started. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode that needs to happen. There's several but topics okay. we cannot discuss, and that is Addie LaRue. I don't know where you guys fall if you're a Coho or Kono, but we're strongly Konos over here. Konos. Oh, Kono. I'm a Kono. Nah. <laughs> Round of applause. So we ask everybody who comes on, and now I'm definitely dying to know what you guys say what is your biggest page rage of 2023 book show or movie morgan mm-hmm. you want to you go first oh you okay. no. <laughs> not a problem for me personally my our, my biggest rage was the shadow and bone second season like we read the second book i was so pissed <laughs> i didn't even finish it boring it was not my rage let's rage about it together it was, it really was bad. bad i was so pissed off with the show granted i finished it because i feel a dedication to ben barnes it turned me off from reading the rest of the series I don't there, the series is okay it's not anything i i didn't even finish it because the acting was so terrible <laughs> bro as a former actor, just couldn't do it. No. Number one, let's start with Bitch Stole My Rage. Number two, <laughs> Ashley, you're obsessed with Ben Barnes. I can't fucking do it. Number three, the book was bad to begin with because it focused on Mal and Elena's horrible fucking relationship. They should not be together, but we won't dive into that because that's a whole other can of worms and I will drag them through hell. But the the show... In the first five minutes, I had complaints. I am very critical. I like the show to be kind of as close to the book as possible. But I didn't like it. I didn't finish it. I watched maybe two episodes and I was just like done. Yeah, done. I think I'm maybe four episodes and I actually forgot about it. So you brought it back up. Like that's how <laughs> uninterested I was in this. And you guys made it farther than me. I have tried to read the series and I have not made it past like the first three pages. I have fallen asleep in the same spot every I cannot read the series. Sorry, not you sorry. You didn't do it for me. Not sorry. There's no sorry. Yeah. We're not sorry. I completely No, agree. we're not this sorry. This is page rage approved. <laughs> <That's> all great. <laughs> yeah. Write another book. Yeah. Do better. I feel like I could Still have good. a podcast listening to all of your rages because right? they're I very love amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It'll be like a sub podcast of the Nautil Society is like, hey. If you want to hear about rages, here we go. 
I love that you're so filled with rages. It makes me so happy. All right. Well, reeling it back in to this episode, what court would you find yourself in if you lived in the world of A Court of Thorns and Roses? Day, night, dawn, autumn, summer, winter, spring? I want to say autumn because I love the fall, but fuck Baron. Mm-hmm. If Eris was the High Lord, I might be fucking with it because we we still have yet to learn a lot about Eris and I'm intrigued. Mm. Is Helian dawn or day? I think Helian is Dawn, right? That's the no, court I want right? to be in. I think he's day. He's, he's day, day court. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's Helian the court I want to be in. I want to be in that court. Yeah, I'm with in summer specifically. I'm fucking with Tarquin. Okay, yeah. but then I'd like to have like the the white hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Storm. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like Storm. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like Storm. You know, I, I want to. All right, my Ash. Same question. What court are you in? I don't know if I could uh, limit myself to one. I would need to be able to move freely through all because while, you know, they all have their perks, um, a lot of them are run by really horrific men. So Mm. until we kind of undo some of that, I'm not comfy just hanging out in one. Valeris is probably the one I would feel the safest in, like as a woman, but I would like the ability to run amok through all of them depending on how I feel that day. I had to pick. It's like there's choices. If I'm going for the man, I'm going for Helian. I'm going for Daycourt because he's hot as hell. He's my baby dad. (laughs) If I'm going for seasons, I would jump in Autumn Court. But honestly, I if I had to write myself in the book, I would write myself as Amryn because her personality <gasps> is my yes. personality. Yeah. Like she just does whatever she wants. She's not eloquent in the least. She's just mm-hmm. like, F you, this is who I am. It is what yes. it is. And I vibing with her. Or I'd be in the cottage with the with the witch chick. The weaver. The weaver. <laughs> weaver. <laughs> We'd be talking shit oh, all day. I'd be yeah. out in the cottage. Nobody bothering us. Hell no. Oh no. I'd love for like everybody to be vastly afraid to approach me. Like that's who I am. I do enjoy don't mess with me yeah exactly that's that's how i feel when you meet cat it's usually within the first couple hours that you realize she literally has plans of how she's going to kill her first husband and then you're like okay so then you know like you know is this for me or not if it's girl me and you be best friends best friends (laughs) it's going to be his choice because i'm saying if you do this i will murder you so exactly all your choice you decide. That's not too crazy. That's not too crazy. Because I remember when Markel and I first started dating, I was like, if you ever cheat on me, I will kill that bitch in front of you and then you're next. With and we're baby. deeply in There love. you go. With, With a baby. baby. But it just depends on the level of what he does. Because if he needs to be disappeared, then that's where I step in. So, yeah. you know. Ashley's got some resources. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to need your phone number right after. Right? <laughs> maybe it's like an Ashley thing. Maybe it is. Ashley thing. I remember Ashley saying something about, yeah, you can bury their body and then you yeah. put a dead animal on top of yeah. it. And Yeah, Ashley's dad, he is such a wonderful gentleman. I do love him so. But in my head, I've told him many times that he is either Will Smith in Independence Day or Men in Black. I tell him all the time, I'm like, I know you know. He just I'm like, that's me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my dad is a I Marine say, and has yeah. worked for uh-huh. a non... Oh, so he knows something. He's he worked knows, he for knows. some non-disclosed government something that he will no longer confirm or deny. And he has friends that are insane Navy SEALs oh. and just a lot of interesting people okay fair enough fair enough reeling it back okay going back so we are going to give a quick summary on sjm's second installment 
to the Court of Thorns and Roses series that dropped in May of 2016, Court of Mist and Fury. Feyre has been reborn into a fae and is experiencing full-on PTSD and is at the Spring Court preparing for her wedding to Tam Tam. And she also still has her bargain with the High Lord of the Night Court to contend with. My anxiety is seriously kicking for her in the first, uh, I don't know, 40% of this book. Oh, and let's not forget, this does not include the actual big bad that is coming for all of Paranthian. Will she be able to navigate her new life? All right, ladies, rage or rave? This was a rave for me. I enjoyed this book thoroughly. And I loved the storyline. I loved where they went with it. I liked the twists that came in, in, into play. I 100% agree. And I think it's funny because when Ashley and I read it, we did not realize how much of a slow burn it was. Yeah. And Ashley and I are like, oh, we fucking hate slow burns. They're the mm-hmm. worst. We absolutely ate this shit, gobbled this shit up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love like, no crumbs. It was delicious. I love Resan's like progression, how we get to learn a little bit more about him. I just like, I fell in love with Resan. Yeah. But it's just like getting to know him and, and realizing like he's not the enemy. Like we never thought that he was the enemy in the first book getting to know more about him and getting to see all the stuff that he's done for his people and then how he's trying to fix Feyre when she's in such a broken state whereas her and Tamlin they have so much trauma together that they can't really help each other and he's trying to like get her out of that and the whole like teach her to read and better herself and make her like want to fight to be alive I ate that shit up (laughs) this was definitely a rave for me I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. It's been a minute since I've read these and I have a lot of feelings about Reese and some of the others after reading Silver Flames. So I wanted to see if I could feel the same way about him that I used to. Um, And I was starting to lean a little bit more towards Tamlin because I was like, why do we hate him? What's going on? There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of things. And then I was like, ah, this is why I now remember. So much happened in this book. I truly forgot how much we went through. I thought some of this was in the next book. This book just took us through so many twists and turns and character growth. I also just really love that we got to see the world expand in this book. I think that's my favorite part. But Kat, what about you? This is definitely rave for me. If I can remember, this is probably my favorite out of the series as of now. I do like the character development. I mean, Moss does a great job at that. But I think what I like most about this book are all the little things she adds in. It's not just like these big events. It's the small things that she layers into the characters. I was talking to Ashley about it before when Nesta sticks her finger out and <laughs> with the cauldron it like kills me every time I do feel like Tamlin is redeemable I, I didn't hate him at the end of this book like everybody else apparently does Reese I liked Cassian's of course an adorable golden retriever that everybody is gonna just fall in love with yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Somewhere along the lines, I hated Farah uh, when I finished reading four. And when I read this book, I liked her. So I don't know what happened in three and four where I hated her. I would say this is probably my favorite of the series. All I can say is the Farah who threw that piece of bone at Amarantha is not the same Farah that's in Silver Flames. But I will not go down that rabbit hole because I will yell about it all oh, day. <laughs> it isn't. Ashley and I were talking about that. We think that Sarah did that on purpose. Yeah. So that these characters that you found so 
likable, lovable even, you can see that they are also flawed. But I feel like you can be flawed without removing everything that made you so epic as a character. Farah is so many different people. And I get she's gone through a lot. And obviously, all of these things are going to change who she is. But just who she became, it just did not make sense with who she was. I see yeah. what you're saying. There's a lot more docile. Yeah, it just did not make sense. I'm still trying to see what uh, Moss is doing with Elaine. Because I hate her. Oh, bitch. Lane, too. (laughs) (laughs) All the thumbs down. Nobody likes Lane. Fuck Lane. We we did the round table. And we had a very long discussion about Elaine and where her story is going. There are some people who believe that she might turn into a villain. She with all the things that, that she kind her. of like knows. That's what I was saying. I don't know if she has that in there. I, I'm not very, very interested to hear her story. I will give it a try. Seeing as how she's also been through like some trauma and she's also raised to be like the perfect daughter and to do and be dutiful and shit like that. I'm, it doesn't work for me, but I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. You're giving, trying. You're, you're giving well, look her at me like that. This bitch has been gardening for like since birth. Embroidering. You know, like I'm, I'm out on her hoe ass. The only reason I know I'm interested is because Lucian is my dog. Even though it's that is the blood. only reason I why. love me some Lucian. So That's I the do only reason why I do agree with that. I do want to also see her get dragged by Lucian. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. it. I need a scene to happen where somehow she realizes, oh snaps! Like I really want to be with Lucian. He's been there, and Lucian turn around and be like, fuck you because i was there and you was out here running around trying to be with as mm-hmm. you throwing your goddamn yams around at illyrian warriors and shit. no as you're surrounded by beautiful men can you really blame her because i feel like i'd be like hey yes <laughs> yes you can <laughs> why pick <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I got a, I got a special place in my heart for Lucian. His little mechanical hey. eye, like mad eye, moody. I'm like, hey, baby, daddy, I, I love you. Oh my god, I like for the brown skin ginger. I uh, I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. For a while there, when we first started reading Agatha or whatever, I sat and I told Morgan, I was like, I will die on this hill. I was like, Lucian is my man's, and I will die on this hill. And to this day, I still will die on this hill for him. Same, same, man. We are team Lucian. Yeah, I will admit. At the end of Akamoff, I was a little iffy. He, yeah, he'd been through a lot and like he lost his first love and like that whole situation. And and then you saw him try to be as docile as possible with Elaine and she just wasn't giving him two shit. I love it. Okay, well, I think we've kind of already talked about this, but between the two books, between the opening, A Court of Thorns and Roses, and then A Court of Mist and Fury, God, that's a mouthful, which one did you guys like better? I'm gonna say A Court of Mist and Fury. I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say according to theory. I also yeah. like according yeah. to theory. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because the way that A Court of Thorns and Roses ended, Ashley and I talked about it um, when we read it. We were like, it doesn't seem like this bitch is registering the what happened that she mm-hmm. went through. And yet yeah. it was almost so, like they swept it under the rug and was like, OK, we're alive. Let's go. So it was nice to see in A Court of Mist and Fury how everything has gone to shit in a handbasket and it's fl- flames, Literally. flames. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever seen this is a, such a tangent. Have you guys ever seen the old school Clue movie with? exactly what i heard <laughs> and that's what i was referring i just watched that. <laughs> that's one of my top five favorite movies of all time okay so 
We all like this one more than the last. To dive deeper into it, what did you think of Farrah's character development from from the end of the first book to where we are now, three months later? Did you feel like it was... Do you think feel like Moss really wrote it out authentically? To me, yes. Because like Morgan had mentioned, when we ended at the end of Akatar, we wait. Like she went through a shit ton of abuse under that mountain. You don't just sweep that under the rug. There has to be trauma there. And so when we start with Akamoth and like we're reading it and we're starting to see the cracks in that whole like relationship with Tamlin and everything that's happening and how people are viewing her now. To me, it seemed like the natural progression of, okay, a lot of shit happened at the end of this book. And now we're exploring her sanity and where she's at currently in this. So to me, it was it was natural. I feel like it moved fast, which is why it kind mm-hmm. of seemed unnatural. In the first book, she had dealt with a lot of trauma, but she had internalized it. And so when we get to Akamov, she's just kind of, to us, like we can see how much she's suffered. Yeah, I would say it kind of happened a little bit fast. It makes sense, like why she's feeling and acting the way that she is. Yeah, I've- I felt reading this, I got a little bit of whiplash from all the emotions we went through and just everything that happened in this book. I still can't believe this is one book, truly. Can you imagine if this was your life and this is what's happening to you in the span of like six months? Like that is a lot. What Morgan was saying earlier where it wouldn't have felt authentic because you're right. The first book did feel like they were just riding off into the sunset. We were getting that fairy tale ending and it wasn't right after what she had just, she literally just crawled through a maze of shit while a giant like worm was chasing her down. You know, like you're not going to come out of that and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go prance through the fort. That's not how it's going to work out, right? Farah didn't feel right to me in the beginning of the book. Just trying to understand how she was rationalizing what was going on with Tamlin, it just didn't feel right. So it was nice to see her come into herself as the book went on. I think she processed that trauma very well. I don't know that I would have processed as quickly or as well. I do feel like it felt authentic. I think my big thing when I did my reread is while I we all feel for Farah because of what she went through maybe it's just because there's so much hate on him i always am like is nobody else realizing that tamlin's also not okay and also reese is not okay and lucian is not okay and there's like trauma out for everybody I think a big part of Farrah's development was Reese and he pulled her and he was pushing her in the way of making her learn how to read in a weird flirty, I'm a third grader kind of way, which was, it was cute and endearing. So they needed therapy all the way around. All I mean, the way around. they, yeah, yeah everybody, everybody did in time in the book. We're like, if they had therapy in Valar mm-hmm. or if they had therapy in Corinthian at all, everybody needs to go. Sessions, individual everybody, sessions, exactly. all of the sessions. Yes. Everybody needs to go. Re- Reese and, and more need down. to go. They have like Tamlin. They need to have from 927 BC. Yeah. They've had 500 for, years. years of beef. Tamlin, who's also watched his family die. And, you know, it's just she throws so much trauma at these characters and people get so mad. And I'm like, y'all not reading the backstory. Listen, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I've been dying to talk about it for a fucking hot minute. Okay. First of all, was <laughs> <laughs> that a dissertation? No. I will full 100% admit, Ashley and I, we were team fuck Tamlin, nail him right. to the cross. When we read the rest of the series, especially like um, Aqua War, 
Mm. we had very conflicting feelings because we're like, wait a minute, he did something good. Yeah, He helped. So it's interesting to see that come back around because you read this and you're just like, you don't realize their backstory, their trauma as well. Like you're so caught up with Farah because she is the point of view that you're reading. And so you're just so caught up with how she views everybody and how she's seeing everything. And you're not really thinking about, oh shit, like Lucian has trauma or Tamlin also has trauma clearly. And you're not thinking the way they are reacting to certain situations is due to the trauma that they went through. All, all the three, Reese, Lucian, Tam, they all had shitty upbringing. But Reese ended up with Cassian and Az at a young mm-hmm. age. Lucian had no one. His mom did nothing. His dad was awful. His brothers were also trying to kill him. He got kicked out of his court. And then Tam, his brothers were awful. His father was awful. And the females in his family died. So the two that had no one formed together, whereas Reese had his found brothers and was able to find a family after he had a loving mom and worked through it. Whereas like Tamil and Lucian are struggling together in spring court, just dying out over there. I feel bad for them. The wheels are coming off that fucking foot. I'm like, damn, nobody is thinking about this. Tamlin could have had Reese and he did have Reese and he chose to not take a stand in a moment when he should have. Everybody reacts to trauma differently. Their trauma came out very different ways. Obviously, what he did to Farah in the beginning was not acceptable. But yes, therapy. Therapy and lots of fucking good meds. Yes. So we know that a lot happened under the mountain. We uh, see Farah and others being haunted by it throughout the entire series. But do you think we got enough information about where everyone else was who wasn't trapped in Amarantha's court? No. I want to know. No. I want to know everything. Like, I, I want like maybe a mini novella or whatever of like... God, not a novella. Not a fucking novella. When I when I say novella, I mean like the little miniature of like, okay. just give me a snippet of what everybody went through. Like for instance, when Reese went to to the party and he knew he wasn't going to come back, mm-hmm. how like he shut everybody down in his in his head so he couldn't hear anything. What was Cassian's reaction? What was Az's reaction? Or even Tamlin was at the the party, right? And then he got to leave. Everybody else was stuck under that fucking mountain. What was that? I just want to know more in regards to that because I think that is way more trauma and maybe that'll make us understand certain characters a little bit better. I will say Ashley had said she missed the party because she is not wearing a mask. She was like, I'm not doing that. And that pure Ashley and it's my favorite thing about her. Under that mask for 50 years in a mask because of Tamlin, like his life would have been even more miserable. I would have been so fucking pissed about it. You thought about it. My dumb ass would be like, ooh, masquerade party. Let's do it. She would have been stuck under the mountain. Ashley and I would have killed Amarantha like oh. straight up. Would, by by the end of the week, we would already. I would have been like, I'm not staying down here. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not right. my face. This is very unsanitary. I'm not okay. <laughs> uh, we would have we would have ended it by the end of the week, y'all. It would have not. It would have not You don't have food and you don't have coffee. Oh, bitch, you're, you're like, done. You yes. Yes. Just go. Yes. Just leave. <laughs> you're causing an uprising. We need you to go. I would have made that Atar my bitch. Just like first day. <laughs> oh, I hate that character. I would like a small snippet. Yes, I would like a small snippet. But a novella like Frost and Starlight? No. I mean, we only got a bit of information throughout the entire series where Cassian was like, do you know how hard it was for us? No, I don't because there's no fucking information on how hard it was for you or what you went through. I mean, she signed on for three books. How about the one line about the basic concentration camps that were going on 
under the mountain. Did yeah. y'all catch yes. that? Yeah. Yes. With the lesser fairies? I'm yeah. like, nobody knew that. Like, was like, we not getting go, more information on that? No, what? what? Where even was all that? Like, it's just so... Oh, they were, like, pretty much on top of each other. Yeah. It was crazy. They were, they were eating each other. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, big them. bomb mm-hmm. to just kind of drop and not really say much more. Right. Right. Like, bitch, you're not right. just gonna move past that. Like, you didn't say Correct. what you just said. I also really want to know what Amron was doing during all this because I can't see... There's no chill in Amron whatsoever so i'm like what were you doing in no world was amran like this is fine so correct me if i'm if i'm wrong did reese say that he put a barrier around valara so no one could leave if i remember it it was an invisibility barrier Mm -hmm. or something so like people didn't even know valaris was there and he left cassian and az and amran Mm -hmm. in charge and that was i think that's where amran was essentially like she was in charge She's his second in command, so she was in charge of taking care of I him. just can't imagine her sitting there like, yeah, this is fine for 50 years. You know no, what I mean? Not like, there's no home. way. I w- like how they, like, quickly touched on his return. I want to know what was the reunion between him. Like, did Amran fucking curse him out? Like, Probably. Oh, yes. oh, you know like, she did. Absolutely. Oh, he's not going to run up to it and hug him. She sure did. 100%. I know that because that's what I would have done. All right. Okay. So we've touched on this, but I really want to, I want to know like flat out who is everybody's favorite character. We've been introduced to a bajillion characters at this point. Give me your all time ride or die. Your re or D. Nesta hands down. And it's so, it's so crazy. It's not. It's so crazy because I absolutely hated this bitch. She's awful. She's just so fucking mean. And then we got to Silver Flames and I was like, fuck, this book is about her, but her her journey mm-hmm. best character mm-hmm. development best book out of the fucking series my favorite hands down this is yeah that is my concern with elaine and my concern is that sarah's gonna write a book that's gonna make me sit and be like have all the seals for elaine and then turn around and be like oh my god like elaine was such for as nasty as nesta was she had a personality she like, did. no she did she did elaine she did. has nothing <laughs> elaine is just right vanna white just like <laughs> she's just there look what i planned <laughs> yeah she's just there. I made bread. He's doing what she knows how to do best. Be uh, nothing. Basically. I have to yeah. say, Nesta at least. So I mean, she did. There were moments where she drove me crazy, and I hated how they treated Farah. Obviously, in the first book, like there's no reason she should have been out there by herself, and you all were just Nesta was just pissed in the corner, not doing anything. Like none of you were being efficient. Nesta was the only one who, as a human, was like, "I'm going into that fucking wall, and I'm getting my sister." And mm-hmm. so it was like I had a weird relationship with her, but even then, I was I kind of like her. And then I also did feel the same though about Silver. Flames is like, I don't know if I want a whole book about this. It was this a is whole incredible. fucking roller coaster yeah. Yeah. of emotions. And I absolutely hated the way that she was treated yeah. in Silver yeah. Flames. So do I. Because at first I was like, oh yeah, get her ass together. She needs to do this. She needs to do that. But then everybody just like shitting on her the entire book. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. first Except of all, but you're not going to fucking Anne do right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Is that your favorite character? Nessa? Is, yeah. Is she your yeah. all-time favorite? I love Nessa. I like Nessa. She's not my all-time favorite. I bet you it's Amran. It's Amran. It's it, it, so I'm going to say that. This. I will say my all-time favorite is Lucian, and I yes. I don't know why, yes. but I see myself in Amryn, so I go hard for her because she's a an old soul. Obviously, she's like a bajillion years old. She's been through her shit, so everything else is kind of like, and she just is who she is, and she doesn't really give a fuck, and she doesn't apologize for that. So that is why I like her. If I had to pick a female, it would be Amryn, but it, for my males, it's Lucian. I think from book one, he has deserved better, and I yes. I. I'm like riding hard for whenever he takes his turn and like 
tells Elaine to like get off. I cannot wait for that. Go out in a blaze of glory. Whenever, because I'm I'm putting it into existence. Whenever he fucks, he tells Elaine to fuck off. Like that is second to when he finds out Helian is his father. Like the moment my man finds out, he is the heir to Jacob. What? Remember, we were talking about that too, which is why he was able to break the spell in Akamal. Yeah. I mean, because you pick up on so much more. Like in this book, she started talking about the blood rites, which we see in Silver Flames. We literally see Nesta and the Valkyries doing it. I was like getting chills. I was like, oh my God, because that's just one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes in this whole series. And I was like, look at her just weaving, weaving her way through all these yeah, books, like yeah. two books ahead of herself. I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about Reese. Do we love him? Mm. Do we hate him? I love him. In this book, because I have a lot of thoughts after the last Okay, book. okay, okay. I have okay, a very you know, a complicated because yeah. silver flames reese is very different mm-hmm. akamov reese love him can't get enough of him mm-hmm. book baby daddy on purpose. On purpose. He's always connected. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> not, not it. That bitch had uh, to throw that in there. I'm not okay. My question to you guys, um, because I don't know, I'm I'm a nerd, and so I read the fan fiction that somebody wrote of this book from his perspective when i tell you that shit was good it was good and why the fuck wasn't this sent to me let us know yeah i'm gonna have i gotta find it it it, because when i read it when you read it like we're reading this from favor's point of view when you read that fan fiction from his point of view there are so many things that like connection i don't know who wrote it I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you guys i wish sarah would write these books from like the male perspective, I guess, or like at least Reese's perspective, the fan this fan fiction does a really good job. If she's not on Crescent City Seven, right. Seventeen. Oh. Oh, God, we're reading. Uh, I'll read those. Not that's yet. A that's big, that's a big I haven't get. finished. It's like intimidating. A, I'm not doing it until December. Oh, you read it? So I'm ready for January launch. All right. Let's all do it. It's December, a cool, very intimidating it's, book. It's a bridge book, but the ending, the ending, right here. Woof. That that the last five pages, I was like. Like, okay, Moss, I see what That's you did there. That's why I'm waiting for December I tell you, so I can read the new one in January. <laughs> when I tell you the TikToks that I saw after people got that book and then started reading and then the last five pages, I was like, what the fuck? Like, because so many people were crying. Yeah. So many I people were like, oh, my God. I, I just like what she did. I don't know if you guys have read it at all. Rune, the brother. Yeah, he's my favorite character. And he's kind of like a Lucian. He gets shit on all the time by mm-hmm. his dad. I don't know where she's going with the character. But he at the end, he kind of has a moment where you, all right, man, this is your time to shine. Let's see this happen. We're trying to get through a uh, fucking Throne, Throne of Glass, glass before we love. head to Have you ever, Crescent is this City. your first read through Throne of Glass? Yes. Oh my God, please. Yeah. Oh my God, Wait, please have us on when you get to the last book. Oh my God, please have us on. Okay, we, oh. we, are, we have to start book number two. <laughs> You're going to get to like three or four. You're going to be kind of like in a, and then they're going to start introducing new characters and then it just like, it takes off. But when you get to that last book, I need you guys to talk to us because... Yeah, it was good. Don't go there. I'll it's get it's by far my favorite series so that she's put out. Take us, put a note in it. We're coming to the, the round table for yeah, that when you guys perfect. finish, for sure. Okay, so circling back. What are your thoughts on Valerius once we finally understand the sacrifice that Reese actually did for everybody. I feel like I have mixed feelings. I loved that he had a city that was just like for the other people of the night court to be free and artistic and not just have this loving like place. But then I was also like, but the people in the night court don't really get your attention or anything like that. And then you have the Illyrians, which are ass backwards and shit like that, that you're not really focusing on and trying to make them change 
much. You just have this one slice of heaven that you're trying to protect, but you're not making the other places of your court better. So I was a little upset. It was it was weird trying to like not exercise total control like other high lords have done. Like he's trying to do it in like more subtle ways. It it is hard to wrap your head around when you're like, you could literally just end this so fast. Like the wing clipping, the nonsense, like shut it down, you know? Why is this bubble like the one perfect little place and this is fine and they can do whatever they want but then under the mountain is like Sodom and Gomorrah and then you have Illyrians over here just being all types of like 1950s crazy so I I feel you on that I get why he wanted to keep Valara safe I'm viewing it from a little bit of like a selfish perspective on his part because Valaris seemed to have all these good memories and seemed to be such a wonderful place. In Valaris, you know, he felt like he could be this wonderful guy. And I think that's what he wanted to preserve in regards to, like, Valaris. I can't say that when I was reading this, I really cared either way for Valaris, in a sense. But when you guys talk about it, all I can think about is, what if you're born into the court of nightmares and you're actually a really good person and you're stuck there? So you're wasting a way and basically dying inside i don't know Mm. like emery yes yeah anybody else go to a party in the hewn city court of nightmares or is that just me because i think it'd be a lot of fun for like a night and then i'd be like let me get out like that would be fun (laughs) i would enjoy myself maybe a couple hours well like that's where you go be like have my fun like bachelorettes you go to the hewn city and you like go crazy and then you get back out it's like miami before she gets too crazy that's their miami we'll do that yeah, once y'all talk about, once y'all start talking about like whipping people no, and, no. And, and and like no. I'm out, no, I'm no. out. I have a I have a club right down the street that does that. The castle, <laughs> really famous in Tampa. It's the castle. So basically, Hoon City is. The I just want a party and like people be careful. To just- <laughs> listen, listen. I just started reading smut. All right, there's only so much that I can take. God, I just want to wear a dramatic dress, lots of eyeliner, and just like frolic around for a little bit, and then get the fuck yeah. out before something crazy goes down. So you know, mm-hmm. if you guys ever come to Tampa, <laughs> we can do a field trip. Nightmares. All righty. Oh, Field trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really back yet again. What are our feelings as a collective about the mating bond? Is it fun? Is it creepy? Where are we at? It's like a it's like an in-between for me. Feyre and Reese can like communicate down the bond and like he can like stroke her face or whatever. That I mean it's weird, but it's also like kind of cool and fun. I like it. I love it. Give it to me. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I've read multiple books and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. That that sounds good. I feel like I've just been a little traumatized by the imprinting and Twilight and I just can't get it out of my head. And so when I was reading this. Hey, 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 you watch your mouth. But that's what I see. <laughs> so when I was reading this, I was like, I had to try to get that out of my head. So I think Twilight ruined me and my thoughts about this Ever bond. Been. It ruined a lot of things for me. Hey, but hey we know. That's another podcast. But I'm just saying, the way they presented it on film,
film has kind of traumatized me. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Bad. So it was I, I'm working my way through that. Bad. So I'm not sure. I'm kind of in between fun and creepy. Uh, Hopefully they but... do it better for the series. I hope so. We have more money. They better effects. won't, but. CGI. It was still, it was still yeah. creepy in the book. So it'll probably not translate I mean, well. It was I claim all the books and movies up until Eclipse. I don't claim any. The worst. <laughs> She's out, but no. <laughs> I just remember everybody comparing Twilight to Harry Potter and wanting to slap them all in the face and saying that is they're blasphemy. completely different. Blas- they were like, it's, it's as good as Harry things. Potter. No, and I was like, different. blasphemy. So I would know because it's different Harry Potter. She didn't read it. It wasn't my cup of tea at that time. Had you given it to me, had you have given it to me in high school? Mm-hmm. I probably would have read it before Twilight, obviously. I probably would have read it. You can read it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard. Look at that bird. What That's a that beautiful bird. bird. That makes me really sad for you, Morgan. Just saying. Anyway. No, I probably will. I probably will. I hope you do one I day. Will. I hope you do one day. Maybe one day. How do you feel about Moss and the way she represents women in this novel? Not Silver Flames, because she does a great job, but in this one. Let's start with Anith. <laughs> the high priestess hoe. Yes, the, oh, high, the, priestess. High, the high priestess hoe. Yeah. yeah, that was that, that was bad rep. That was really bad rep. Like bitch trying to steal your man's. Bitch trying to steal your court. Everything, every man. She's trying to steal she, everybody. Man. Bruh, she be tossing them yams around just hoping somebody will eat it. Nobody wants your yams because you for Lucian. Except for Lucian. That was the one dude that she kept tossing and he was like, nope, nope. I don't know. For Feyre, I feel like she she had a certain plan for her. Everybody in her books has a lot of trauma. For some reason, I feel like maybe the women have just a tad bit more mm-hmm. and they always have to like overcome it, be like the baddest bitch that they can me. I mean, that's kind of like life, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I like them better in this I, one than the first one. I, I think we saw a more diverse view of women and female characters in this than we had in the first. It was literally just like Farah and her sisters and Amarantha. So it was like very stereotypical, yeah. like what was happening, like evil sisters, you know, big bad evil villain, and then Farah. That's like all we had. Yeah, I agree. I think the first book was more of a setup because she clearly wanted to like develop a world. If you want to do a lot more character development, especially if we're going towards female empowerment, then you don't want to start off strong as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like you want to develop towards. Where do you go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crescent City, she starts out with a bunch of strong females. Really? Strong ass females. Yeah. The main character is a bad bitch. And so are her best. That's how I feel about um, Throwing a Glass. Like mm. Selena, pretty badass in the first book to begin with. So I, to me, I'm like, how do we go up from here? Do you know what I mean? Like just, get this just, just you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Just like, yo, Ashley told me to read this series and by like book three, that seems to be like her sweet spot. Like she knows people are like lagging and then it was book four. She introduced a whole new, she was like, What's just wait. here? And I'm reinvested. And <laughs> go away. Just keep going. Okay. I promise. It's, it's worth it. I will say when she, we had Elaine huh? <laughs> and Nesta in the first book. I'm not even going to count the NPCs that were in the background, but <laughs> in the second book, in the second book, Amran, who's second in command, like Ash said, yeah. or who's third in command, who is probably either right under Reese's power or just his equal. Nesta, we see her with her. Ashley and I, we made the design for the t-shirt, That's which got approved, by the way, called Nesta's Revenge, and it's a t-shirt with, yes. it, with her finger. With her finger on it, yeah. <laughs> Give it to us. Yeah. We'll purchase it. Love Let that. Us know. Yeah. And Elaine is still, you know, sucking at life.
life. Gotta be something in uh, there. She made it out of the cauldron. There has so. to be. Like, you you did not just create this character. She's for giving her to just me, like, fucking Sandra of Troy vibes. Like, she's a seer and she's crazy. Like, she says all these things and nobody knows what the fuck she's talking about. I don't like Elaine like that, but if you're gonna have her here and you're gonna have her be a seer and you're gonna have her prediction and whatever, give me more. You you have all these other strong characters. Like, you just mentioned Amran and more. And the Valkyries now. Give me more. Like, Elaine is falling way the fuck behind to the point where I think me and Morgan said she could die Game of Thrones style and I'd be okay. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine with that. Thunderous applause. Mm-hmm. Take her out. We're done. Lucian is free. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> There are, uh, like we said, a thousand and one characters in this, uh, but there's also some creepy characters and some creepy things that we get introduced to. So who do you think is the creepiest character for you? Was it the bone carver, the tour, the weaver, Amrin just being Amrin? I, yeah, I love Amrin. I, like, mm-hmm. I thought she was creepy, but I was always very But I like free. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Ator is nothing compared to Striga. Striga is... The Weaver. Scary as fuck. Yeah. Like, even the Bone Carver I can kind of deal with because he talks mm-hmm. in, like, those kind of riddles. But Striga with that saggy-ass skin? No, Don't I'm talk a- about my cousin like that. <laughs> Don't talk about my cousin like that. And she lives in the middle of the woods in the, the middle, the, literally called the middle, where the air is stagnant. Doesn't even feel like it's fucking... Mo- no, bitch. No. M- my She's so is- skin together, bitch! She doesn't even <laughs> I'm fine with her. I don't know why I'm fine with it. I'm oh, fine with it. Oh, my God! She's Wait. like a fucking ancient fucking Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre bitch in the fuck no no he is resourceful uh, and creative she is resourceful, resourceful. <laughs> okay I feel like I'm related to her somehow in some way <laughs> she's very environmentally friendly uh, exactly on, you- the Kelpie oh, oh okay. the one the water yeah. yeah yeah I saw I saw somebody actually drew it out this is pretty nightmarish I don't like it and then the other one was that one that one creature that Lucian and Sarah came in contact contact with that whispered like yes I feel like those two could have a horror movie of their own. And it's like, the bogey. It's the bogey. Oh, the bogey. I don't think I'm scared of the things I'm supposed to be scared of in this book. But for some reason, since <laughs> book one, the Ator has just chilled me. And I don't know what it is. I just imagine these like spindly little fingers like peeking around dark corners. I just don't like that character. Very happy that Farrah ends him in this book. I just, I don't like, I never have. I just can't stand him. I'm like, give me the Weaver. <laughs> I can awesome. hang out with her. Cat's in the corner. Like we're fine. It's I'm not worried about it. Cat's in the corner. We right along with her. I'm just like I'm just here. A cup of tea. I'm here drinking tea. Like she doesn't worry me, but uh, for some reason that tour just I don't know what it is. I don't like it. I don't like it. So all the people that are bad, you know, they don't bother me. My issue are the people who think they're doing something good but are actually terrible. So the high priestesses that are terrible, Diantha, mm. she is who I would be. Like. I would not want to be in the night court because I would have to be swiveling the whole time. At least if you're bad, I know you're bad. I know where you're coming from. So it doesn't freak me out that much. That's why I said the ones that are supposed to scare me, I'm not scared of. So I would just be like, yeah. what's happening here? <laughs> you, you know yeah. what they're coming yeah. from. Like even Amarantha, I was like, you know what? You're not that bad. Like you're not no, as big and bad as you think you are. So you guys have like a Braxis effect where it's like, it's supposed to be scary, yeah. but it's not. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, that's our level of yes. drama. So <laughs> <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> 
That's why I fly with Amarin because I'm like, I'll just kill you and be like, no, I don't like you. You're done. There's no guessing with me. There's no, there's no manipulation. It's like, you know where you stand. I don't have the time or the memory to deal with that kind of Mm. thing. So in this book, we finally get one side of the backstory between the beef between Reese and Tam Tam. And since we're going to talk about it anyways, what are your real thoughts on Tamlin? Big burning question. I know that weird tampon thing is all over everything, which I totally Mm. Hate. But I was like, you guys couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> they really couldn't. Initially, when hearing what went down from Reese's point of view, because remember in, in Akatar, Tamlin was just like, oh yeah, my entire family was killed. I didn't want this power, but it was handed to me because of what happened. And then we find out Reese's point of view. It just made me hate him even more at that time. I was just like, he's a piece of shit. You, not that you deserve what happened, but it's just like, you can't really sit here and play victim because, you know, you did this. Um, But going down the line, he's not a completely bad person. Like, because I have to tell myself, I'm like, things have happened to him as well. He is also very traumatized. I can't just write him off. Yeah, because, you know, with me, I'm quick to cut somebody off. Like, fuck. (laughs) I just feel like there's a lot more to him that I feel like we're going to get to see. I do believe that he has somewhat redeemed himself with Feyre. Redeeming himself as a person, that's going to be a longer journey. The way I saw it was you have what Reese knows, what Tamlin knows, but like you don't have a third person perspective of it. It it just kind of diverts after that. And it's like, I could see where Reese is pissed off and maybe doesn't ever want to reconcile. And I see where Tamlin's at where he might not want to reconcile either. In regards to like my actual thoughts on Tamlin, I think as Morgan mentioned, like I think he did redeem himself with Thera by saving Reese's life because he could have easily had just been like, fuck you and just kept it pushing. And she would have never had Reese back. But the fact that he was like, you know, and I hope you're happy. Like to me, I'm like, okay, he's let he's letting go and hopefully, you know, Feyre lets go. I, I agree with Morgan. I feel like he needs a little bit more of character development, a little bit more of a redemption. And he doesn't have anybody, like you pointed out. Reese has the Bat Boys. He has more. He has Amran. They all can pull him back if something, you know, is triggering or something happens. Tamlin doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have that. I want more for Tamlin. I want I want more in regards to like that storyline and him being a better person or him being a better high lord. It was brought into question that maybe Tamlin is Gwen's father. And maybe that storyline maybe that storyline will be his redemption ultimately. Instead of giving him a lover, make him a father figure. And that is what's gonna bring more humanity to him. And that may honestly be the better route because I think like mm-hmm. you said, it's gonna be hard to see him as a like a romantic part partner for anyone because I don't think he's yeah. there yet. I think that the yeah. issue with Tamlin is he doesn't understand how to meet anybody in the middle. It's either one extreme or the other because that's all he's ever seen. And he does not yeah. know how to compromise. And his reaction to all of his trauma was total control because that is where he felt comfortable and that's just how he lashed out and reacted and obviously did not see it from the other side of like how that can affect a person. So I agree. I think he has redeemed himself with Farah, I think there are things he has done to kind of have his little redemption story. But I think as a character, he definitely has a long way to go before I would be like, oh, yeah, this this makes sense to have him as another romantic lead because I he is not there. He yeah. has a lot to do. So if that is the spin that they do, I think that would make a lot of sense. As far as the beef concern between him and Reese, I want to feel like when I read it, I felt like Tamlin was very 
young in a sense of a fame. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, I don't know what they did to him to make him rat out his one friend. So I kept thinking, you know, they could have done some shit if they were as terrible as they were. And if his dad thought, well, I already have two older sons that are going to take the high lore thing. I don't really care if this son kicks it. So I'm wondering if she's going to kind of go that route because he never really opened up about what happened on his side. I am a fan of Tamlin. I don't know. I just see somebody who's been really screwed over since day one and he does not handle anything well. He's a terrible partner to Feyre. He was a terrible friend to Reese. I will say all those things. He is. I just cannot jump on board on the anti-Tamlin train because I think he's a good character at heart. I don't think you can be somebody who loves like he loves, which is unhealthy in itself, but still loves and still be a terrible person. So I'm ready for his redemption arc. I would much rather read about him than Elaine. Yes. I do not give a shit about yes, her. I would agree with that. <laughs> I agree. Please God. Like, I feel like he needs that. He needs somebody who's going to love him in a correct way to show him the right way to love. Yeah. I love that you bring that up too about his his dad because I had completely forgotten that his dad didn't really fuck with him like that. No. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like a barren situation with Lucian. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. Him and his older yeah. brothers. Even Reese said that. They were like, his family is terrible except for Which his Which is why mom. they became friends. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I get it. You know, he only became important when they knew he was friends with Reese mm-hmm. to get him. So I was like, who knew what they were doing to this poor kid to get him to rat him out? And I mean... If you you get tortured at a young age, you you're not going to be holding on that strong. So yeah. I just I felt for him. I I still feel for him. I'm waiting for his redemption arc more than I am for Elaine. I do not care about her. I agree with that one. I hope he gets his little spring court back. I hope he gets somebody in there like Queen Charlotte was to King George, and for him like a strong female character that I ain't going to take no shit and put up with no shit. But Tamlin also has to learn loyalty. Queen Charlotte and he needs to like be loyal to he the does people need to learn who are going to. Mm-hmm. give him the same back and that don't just want things from him because this is my loyalty this is where my loyalties lie and i'm sticking with it he's never going to be happy because he can't figure out what he wants to do with himself so i hope he finds that because he has to do that or he's never going to find anybody and that brings us back to the whole father figure thing because i feel like if he <laughs> finds out that he has a kid yeah. you know and he's trying to develop that relationship he's going to have to do a lot of growing yeah. up and a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. I like this for him. I hope this happens now. You're, you've convinced me. I, me I too. like this. Yeah. Okay. Wrapping this up. How did we feel about the end of this book? A lot has happened. Did it end how you thought it was going to? Where did you think the next one was going to go? Fuck no. I It did not end how I expected it to end at all. I thought we were going to get maybe a little bit of the war. We didn't even touch mm. the fucking oh, war. Yeah. When they got Tyrant. Thank mm. you. I knew it was going to be some, uh, some type of setup. I didn't expect it to go completely left like that. I did not mm-hmm. expect her sisters to be thrown into the mix at all. Like the fucking finger like... Kills me every time. Witch's <laughs> finger, the kill switch. Every time. Not a kill switch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mates to be popping up that, that, I think that annoyed me that it annoyed me everyone's like Oprah and a mate yeah, for you, you and a mate for 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 you
like the cauldron is Oprah. And like, I'm dead. That annoys me the most Wait. because Elaine has just gone through something super traumatic. She gets dumped out of the cauldron. Yeah. I was hella mad. I was like, no, I hate I was her. Mad. Yeah, same. I had to reread that page because I was like, no. Anybody but Elaine. No, no, don't do it. No. I would have been happy if his mate would have been the dude. I would have been like, anybody. <laughs> what if a lot of people have as what if as as that would have been really cute uh, a lot of people are here for as I like that I, I would be here that. for I that, like that. Yeah. I love that even yeah. more than Elaine yeah yes, I do I love anybody more than <laughs> Elaine I hate her. She's useless. She's not. Right. That's and the then, one thing. And when she got like the seer, I was like, good. I hope you got the shittiest gift out of the cauldron because you mm-hmm. suck. <laughs> Nessa took the whole thing. She I sure like, did. She sure, sure Nessa, I'm getting out of this bitch. She's like, if she I'm in everything. here, Trump's are coming with me. And I, that, I love yeah. her. I love it. Listen, Nessa pulled the cauldron with her. Elaine was like, help me. It's partly Nesta and Pharaoh's fault for treating her that way. Yeah. So that, that is like a Delicate flower. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Nesta treated her like a delicate flower. Feyre was very like sensitive no, we, with her. We really talked about this though because Nesta really treats Elaine as if that's her child. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she mothers the fuck out of Elaine, and then initially had pissed me off so much because I was like, "Here you are mothering the fuck out of this one, but your youngest, where where's the motherly nature? Like what what's going on? Like and I, even when she explains that it's reaching, it's not quite yeah. a reason, but yeah. isn't doesn't she say she does? That because she knew she could take care of herself. Basically. Yeah, and I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, she she had to because mm-hmm. right. doing it. How about right. an Aquavore when she's like, I didn't know you didn't know how to read, bitch. How <laughs> would she? How Nesta, shame. Where's the shame bell? Shame. I was like, shame. I will say when I did put down this book, I was like, damn, I want to read the third one again. I, it definitely made me want to jump to the third one. So she she did a good job. She definitely she keeps you wanting more. Yeah. So I, it's always that last. What do they say? The last pages. pages. Yep. It's a snowball. Uh-huh. That's how that's how Sarah writes. It's, it's yeah. real quick. And I do love right. that Lucian was like the only one who knew that she was up to no good. <laughs> and so she's like, well, this is going to be interesting. So I do like the way yeah. I did like the way it ends. I love me some Lucian. <laughs> We know. You sound like Ashley on repeat. I love Ben Barnes. Yes, Ashley, we know. I do. I love Ben Barnes. That man is gorgeous. Listen, when I ride for you, I'll ride hard. I'm loyal to See? Paul. If Lucian ends up like super villain, I'm still going to be like, he's still savable. <laughs> he well, guys, thanks for coming on. Made it. <laughs> thanks we for having it. This is so fun. This is fun. Yeah, so much fun. We definitely have to do this again. When you finish Throne of the Throne of Glass series, we are in there in that last episode. You let oh, us know man. that last book. We are in there. We will have all the shirts we are and para on yes. ready to go but anyway oh <laughs> okay that's what we need i need you to send me links to where you I get your that. bookish merch because i need it in my life it that's is that. dangerous but i can do Thank that you. happy to do that dangerous my middle name <laughs> yeah. yeah what a great way to end <laughs> well thanks again to the novel society podcast for joining us on this episode you can check them out on insta at the novel society podcast and we highly suggest giving them a follow other than that we want to hear from you did you guys love the bat boys as much as we do or lucian as much as cat does email us at hello at pagerage or dm us on insta at pagerage underscore podcast and of course please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast network 